This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. Live from the laundry room, this is Paul Kenny from Consignment Heroes and uh, Tom Gold Silver, and my good friend Glenn Pye from Associates. From uh, Glory Days uh, down on Ripley, which you're going to hear more about today. Now, we, this is a show about information. This is what your stuff is worth. If you're trying to get rid of it, we can help you do that. It's downsizing. It's mainly information. We have gold, silver prices. We have some extra people today. It's a lot of information. Have a piece of paper and a pen ready. Make sure they both work. Bogart's off an assignment. And in case you don't know who we are. Paul Kenny, I was on storage wars with my son Bogart, who's off on assignment, and uh, we did 72 episodes of Storage Wars Canada. I'm much smarter in real life than I was on that show. Glenn is was on. Well, I was also on Vision TV. Glenn Pye was with me when we did the the appraisals down at the Zoomerplex and uh, at, on Vision TV. You have seen that. That's been on many many times. Plus, I was also on um, uh, Risky Business. But my main thing is that we're trying to help people along here. We hope you don't get ripped off. Show about information. Glenn just, I know Glenn's saying he's got to do something here. Okay, what are you doing? So I was on Tonathon. Yeah. But my more famous one, I was the first reality star. Who? Restaurant Makeover. Oh, really? Where they destroyed my restaurant. I didn't know. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was the restaurant maker. I was one of the first guys. They came in, all this stuff. They ruined the restaurant. All of my regulars wanted to kill me. It was very bad. The office bar, I'd had it for 25 years. We brought in the restaurant makeover people. They destroyed it. And, and people talk about that show and how successful it was. But actually, about half of the places, they really screwed up. They did help some. But uh, it was terrible for us. Like we had a lady, uh, Meredith, that decorated. She goes, oh, look, I got all in Toronto colors, red, white, and blue. I see red, white, and blue. I think the USA and Montreal Canadiens. Those are not Toronto colors. Anyways, enough yeah. about that. Okay, our numbers today. You're calling in locally, 416-360-0740. Out of town, 1-866-740-4740. We're on AM 740, FM 96.7. We're live streamed on zoomerradio.ca, and our podcasts are all on there for previous episodes. And this week's will probably posted maybe Wednesday. Uh, Paul's store is at 10,341 10, Young Street in Richmond Hill. And I'm at 20 Glory Days at 26 Ripley Avenue in Toronto. And uh, a good friend of ours down the street has decided to be 
a uh, new advertiser on our show, and we're going to talk about him a little later. But the legendary Ooh. cheese boutique. I was wondering who your friend is. Okay. Yeah, we're friends with them. They got the best stuff in the city. I'm going to talk about them a little later. But it's on Ripley, right? On Ripley, they're at 45. We're at 26. So just across the street, a little south of us. For a Very. small little street to have two famous people. It's on unbelievable. This one little street. Yes. Okay. Now, women, I know. Give you a plug this week. Christmas gifts. What are you handling the store there? You have leaf stuff. You have Raptor stuff. No, you not have just sports. We got sports. We got rock and roll. We got political. We got Coca-Cola. We got, you name it. We have sailing stuff. There's like every category collectible. A guy just texted me this morning, wants some Coca, vintage Coca-Cola stuff. Well, I got some stuff. Yeah. It just came in yesterday. Yeah, so I actually have a big cooler. I'm in the warehouse. Plus, I have the clock so you can have time yeah. to buy some Coke. But Coke is very collectible, but I should read the list. No, wait a minute. No, okay, well, the curbside is. thing. Yes. So right now, Christmas is in... People can order from us. Four days. Yes. So Thursday at noon will be closed. Okay. So they can call you. Give me your phone number. Put okay. your phone number down. So my phone number, and as well, the same number, if you want to text in a question during the show, we'll pick it up and uh, talk about your item. But you can reach me at 416-580-9256. Yeah. And, uh, or email, um, you can email me on my personal email at pieman, that's my nickname, P-Y-E-M-A-N at simpatico.ca. And yes, you can call and ask about items you're interested in. We have curbside pickup. It's all available. We'll be doing a lot of business this week, but under COVID protocol. Yeah, but like the first Raptor game, you want your programs for that. Programs, tickets, uh, pennants. We have the party passes from that night signed by the players. We have uh, Game and Stoudemire's game used shoes. We got everything. Leafs. I've got the original franchise agreement for the Leafs getting in the franchise in the NHL. Probably the most valuable sports item in Canada. We own that. Okay. But we have some incredible stuff. But that, that's not an impulse buy, I know for sure. Well, wait, I'm waiting. I'm holding on to it till the Leafs are good. So it'll be another 100 years. So they can go pick up their Leaf item, which stinks, and then go down to the Cheese Boutique. The Cheese Boutique? We're going to talk I've about been. them and some of their offerings. People that haven't been there, they're in for a real treat if they go down there. Yeah, yeah. Let oh, me read the list good. here okay. of some of the things we're interested in. Sports items, obviously, cards, photos, anything. Autographs. We're going to talk a little bit about some record prices this week. Music. Rock is the best, but all types of music, um, records, programs, autographs, gold, silver, coins, currency, whatever, vintage toys, watches, jewelry, old clocks, vintage purses, other women accessories, vintage circus carnival items, which we just bought a big collection of, vintage tools, dishes, tea services, china, royal dolphins, figurines, vintage photography, old scrapbooks, postcards, old books, maps, documents, calendars, Hollywood items, political items, military items, automobile items. Beer, wine, liquor, vintage items, especially uh, sealed bottles of old liquor are very collectible. Comics, arts, print, unopened stock from old stores, any other antiquity. I bought a collection of old um, Roman coins this week as well. Canadian Tire Money, you wanted me to add to the list, very unusual. Perfume bottles and Paul's favorite garden gnomes. Wait, wait, wait. If someone has something, we just read that list. Next week, if someone has something that's not on the list, I want you to call us in and say, how about this? Something that we're not on the list. And we'll add it for next week's list. And we'll add it for next week's list. Now, we also do curbside up in Richmond Hill. You need to have some gold or silver, or 
if you have to, you want to sell some gold or silver, we are in the stores at 10,341 Young Street this week. 905. Copy this number down because you're not going to need to write this in a second because we're not there. But later in the week, you're going to want 905-737-4653. This is for last-minute stuff, and we can accommodate you. You know, and, and even if you want us to set up appointments, we have time coming up in the new year for downsizing of houses. Okay, but we're ready for the curbside. Plus, I should say, I'm going to mention again, we have an auction, an online auction ending on uh, December 29th, which is the Tuesday, right after Christmas, when everyone has all sorts of money. That's what we're going to be doing here. Okay? Now, we're also one, you know that I always talk about buying local, and I'm also going to be talking, we'll be talking about that today. We'll be talking about auctions. We're going to be talking about the Rolling Stones and old stereos. One thing I want to talk about that happened to both you and me this week, it just shows when somebody sells something for a lot of money, that Gretzky card oh, went for $1.65 Gretzky cards are coming out of the woodwork. There's a lot of Canadians, obviously, that own yeah. them. And a lot of people have them and have kept them. I mean, Gretzky is the greatest player ever, and uh, although some people may argue about or the, um, the thing is that, People just have to have their expectations uh, with some sense of reality. Most people are going to have a card worth between two hundred and two thousand. Most people, ninety-five percent. Yeah. That one that sold for one point six five million is one of two in the world. Well, I bought two this week. Right. I bought one for three thousand. Okay. And so those dealer offered them a thousand. Okay. And I offered three thousand. Right. Because they didn't want to wait and get it graded. I said, "Here's a, we offer the two things about right. getting it graded." And getting yeah. set up. Well, they said, no, we need the money for Christmas. So I said, here's what I can do. Here's what I think it's worth. Right. And I, I broke it all down for them. We um, were getting, th- I bought three, not bought, I took in three for grading, and I bought two Gretzky's this week. And okay. I've had five or six people contact me. I didn't do any deals on them this week, but I'm going to be looking at a number of Gretzky's over the next few weeks. I want the price to go down. With this many hitting the market, will it go down? It might go down for modestly graded items, yeah. items like four or five and under. But if you got the high grades, they seem to have a life of their own. Well, I'd like to buy a box. Nine, oh, an unopened box would be. What did you say? Oh, sold uh, 218000 Just was, a box of cards. How many yeah. packs in that? 36? No, 48. 48, 48. packs. Wow. But it was only 20 cents. That's nine sixty. But no, but I think that was because the hoop. I think the normal price for this would be around 80000 so where would you have made more stock? Put $9.60 in that or buying uh, Microsoft at that time? Somebody should do that calculation, see where you end up. You're going to have a lot of money with Microsoft, too. But uh, you'd say uh, some of the other companies, but some of them didn't exist, like Tesla or whatever, back yeah. that far. But that's seventy nine eighty, correct? Nineteen seventy nine eighty, And actually, you would have got a discount. That box would have cost you around $7. We wow. found and you want the Opeachy box, much not, better than Tops for hockey. Not even close, yeah. Yes. The Opeachy box. Probably three times. Five times. Five times. Maybe ten. Because I think in that auction where the Gretzky sold for 1.65, a Tops similarly graded went for close to six. But yeah. there's more tens than Tops because they oh, had yeah. better machines for the Better cars, cutters. Correct? Better cutters, yeah. Right. Okay. Give the numbers, then we're going to go to calls, because okay. some people are going to call us anyway. Okay, so call in right now. we got some lines open. Oh, nice up. They're starting to light up already. So 416-360-0740, out of town, 866-740-4740. Just call in, and we'll wish you Merry Christmas, or tell us what your plans are. We talk about Gretzky? Someone Here's someone talking about Orr. You mentioned Orr. 
You bought me bought an orc. Okay, we're going to Bruce in Etobicoke. Beautiful Etobicoke. Yes, it is. Outstanding Etobicoke. How are you, Bruce? I'm fine, Glenn and Paul. How are you? Great. Um, I noticed that... Uh-oh. Are you still there, Bruce? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay. Uh, 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 did you hear what I said? A PWCC auction. They have a Bobby Orr PSA seven. Yeah. And I and I would like to know what is the most you two would pay for it. If, so if I bid on it, I'll know when to stop. Oh, seven. Hey, Who's the graded by? P, PSA. Oh, PSA, definitely. I wouldn't call and you. Any about qualifiers and what's the centering like? Does it say yes? It, Printing it, dots, well, off center. It's a seven, so it's pretty good. Like the centering's pretty good, you know. It's a seven, so. No, but sometimes they'll put a notation after yeah. the seven. I've seen one with printing dots or an O slash C, which means off center. Is it a pure seven? Nothing oh yeah, no, I know what you mean, Glenn. It's a pure seven. Okay. okay. Well, we bought a seven, but we bought the test issue, correct? Yeah, we bought a test issue, which number... is a bit rare and a bit more expensive. Oh, it's a lot rare. And we'll be selling it between fifteen and twenty thousand US. This is not a seven, test, but that's the test issue. And the problem with ours is that it has um, it's centering. centering. Yeah. Okay. But it's such a rare card that we have we bought the whole set. So what we're going to do is going to divide up the ore because some people are just ore collectors. Not divide up the ore. Divide up the set. We're going to keep the ore in one piece. <laughs> we'll keep the ore in one piece. So and then we're going to sell try and sell the set intact because it's almost all similar grade sevens and eight now you're more, more familiar with that card what do you think the seven roughly should go for oh just um because of gretzky going up you um, think it drags or along a oh bit. yeah for sure there's going to be um that was a game changer that is similar to when the honus wagner sold by when bruce mcnall and gretzky, gretzky bought the, yes. the honus wagner they bought for four hundred thousand. I think it goes today for around three million. Yeah, the last time. I okay, so it's going to bring it up. Uh, in um, so, it'll drag the whole market with it, and that's why they have to be very, very careful. But there's only tops for that card. Yeah, there's no peachy then. But it's uh. So, it's, so uh, what are you looking at? Six or seven thousand? Oh no! Oh, I don't know. Seven. Seven's a tough card. I sold, I had a six and I sold for 10000 So it's okay. got to be, probably in today's market, I would say it would go for about 18000 Canadian. That's more than you're selling the test issue for. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. I mean, test issue is probably worth more. But, Paul, right now I think it's at 19000 Canadian, so I guess. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. You can't chase it. Those are retail. You get two motivated bidders and they're going to drive it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any room in there to do a flip. Okay. Yeah, but what, what I'm just saying, this is validating what I'm just said, and why people need to bring these stuff to us if they're going because the market is really shifting, and you have we're on top of it. I've probably sold over 500 Gretzky rookies. Okay, I've always been in. In fact, and my shop was opened in 19. I had the first comic and card shop in Canada in Hamilton, and we were making these Gretzky rookie sets. 1979-80, we were putting together in sets, breaking open boxes, and doing that back then in 1979. And I actually, I'm probably well over 500. I probably hadn't handled more Gretzky's than almost anybody else. There's lots of cards here, but he's talking about the ore. I know, but I'm saying, but it's going to drag. 
surely we have to bounce around, but the ore is going to get bounced up. One thing, I mean, I do what you do. I look at auctions or stuff out there and try and find things I can flip. And when I go into an auction, say it has 1,200 items, I probably bid on four items. You know, when I wished you had a Bobby Orr for sale, because I bought a Frank Mahovlich and a Johnny Bauer off you at one show. You, you'd know me to see me. I, I, I say hello to you every show. But anyways, your prices for PSA cards, when I do see you having them, you've got the best prices. Yeah, yeah. We, you we're, had an or at the show. Well, we're going to have this test issue. I don't know if that's something that interests Holy you. But, uh, okay, this card is well, – I'm willing to bet that this seven, and I'm glad we bought ours last week, this might go for over 20000 U.S. Oh, easily, yes. But yeah. still, it's at 19 now. There's no money left there. No is, is that an auction on eBay or LCC? No, yeah, eBay. Pre-war card. It's on eBay. So yeah. There's no fees on top. I'm just trying to determine. Because if you buy another auction, you've got to pay another 20 points on yeah. top. Yeah, but in this case, you don't. Well, you'd have to pay for duty at coming to Canada. And you'd have to pay, like, the, even they sell it to you in Canadian dollars. But for someone to convert it, they charge you for that, too. So yeah. you're probably well, going to pay about 25 grand and you'd have to sit on it for a while yeah i don't think that's a good buy i think if you check in with paul and i uh every so often we come up with these cards as yeah. i said we bought one last week so our prices aren't going to be we don't we buy at wholesale and we sell it less than retail we got our margins yeah. are a little less and like you said my cards are usually very good price or so paul's and but that's because we don't fall in love with the stuff. We actually move it. A lot of guys yeah. take the same stuff. I've seen them going to shows for twenty years. They still have the same item. It's like they've got a price beyond what it's worth. It's only worth what people pay for it. So if you keep checking in with us, we'll, we'll come up with one. I mean, we did come up with one last week, but we'll get yeah. other just normal ores, not tested. Follow him yeah. beyond what Bruce is saying here. Probably in Toronto, there are one hundred to two hundred guaranteed Bobby Orr's in people's basements. There are probably 10,000 Gretzky. The people, this is when I go back and I say, things in your basement worth more than your house. These are, this is very, very possible that these are there. And this is why when people get cleaned out and stuff, they forget it's there. And then sometimes the grandparents forget that they're kids. They say, what can my kids' stuff be worth? You know, we, I've, I've got stuff. We went in. into a house, and the gentleman was cleaning out his house. I think his mother had passed. And up in the basement, in the rafters there, he saw a paper bag, and it was his cards from when he was a kid, and it was a full set of the tall boy talking. There were oh, 10,000, 15,000. Yeah, that's what he found just up, and that's something that could have easily been lost. The house was going to be knocked down. It would have been gone forever. He just happened to notice the little bag that's stored in a weird spot. Well, I've got, because of because we deal with the trade at Toronto Gold Silver and uh, consignment here, I have five or six demolition people who regularly come into my store with stuff that they found in houses, and it'll be either silver, gold, cards, toys, and stuff like this. So we give them substantial amounts of money for And this is an abandoned house. When the people have sold the house for $1 million, it's being a knockdown, and they find this stuff in the rafters. It's just like Glenn said, or in the attic. And this is why you really have to... I want to see a house. Our other businesses, when you're planning on selling your house, and you want to get rid of your collections that's been you've been collecting for forty years. We try and take the stress out of it. And we're gonna be talking to Rick in a minute. In fact, we're gonna be talking to Rick right after the break. But we take the stress out and we find the value in those things. So we're gonna have more calls. Thanks, Bruce. We're gonna yep. we're gonna to talk to Rick after the break. Yeah, our number again is 
416-360-0740. Out of town, 866-740-4740. We'll go to break. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Zoomer Hits, FM 96.7 in downtown Toronto. Okay, back live from the laundry room. Ben Pye from Glory Days and Paul Kenny from, uh, what is my store? Oh, Toronto Gold Silver. I knew that. Richmond Hill. Richmond Hill. And Schomburg. And Schomburg, yes. And we have an auction ending on the 29th. We're going to go to Rick here. Rick, sorry about the wait, but Glenn and I, when people sure. talk about millions of dollars and things like Gretzky's and stuff that we have in their basement, we, we get passionate about it. So, Rick, how are you doing? That's right. I'm doing great. Good morning, gentlemen. And you know what? They should uh, get passionate about it. People should get passionate about it, even selling their homes, because this is what we uh, are specialists in doing uh, for people, Paul. We go in, and not only do we... Uh, uh, ascertain as to what their property is worth because you know it's it's ever changing and it's, it can change week to week, month to month. But because uh, of the thing that you do, Paul, we understand that sometimes there are things that people just aren't even thinking about. They're not thinking about their basements, their attics, their garages. We're experienced in helping people downsize, and not only do we consistently get people more money for their house consistently, Paul, and you know that. But we take the stress out of selling their house. From the day they call us to come in till the day it's all over till the day they move, which we help with that as well. But, you know, Paul, you go in, you, you do the number one thing that I would tell people to do uh, to get the most money for their house, and that's declutter, 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 which you are a specialist in. And not only do you help declutter, but you're helping them either sell their stuff, consign their stuff, tell them what their stuff is worth. You know, most people, what do they do? Like you say, you know, the garbage man doesn't carry a checkbook and they throw it out, or they might hire a realtor and say, oh, just just toss everything in the garbage and don't worry about it. No, we're there to ensure that the experience is hands-free, stress-free, worry-free, but that they get the most money they possibly can at any given time, Paul. You know, well, that's what we declare, do. Declare, declare. I say get money, get money, get money. Go ahead. Yes. You know, that should be our, our other new three rules of real estate. I think people should call in and maybe make up three or more, but that's definitely one of them. So now we're up, up to about 12 rules, I believe. Okay. <laughs> no, but anyways, Paul, you know, uh, we're coming into the Christmas season, and I want to tell people this is actually the best time, because you guys were talking before about, you know, the availability of things, and that makes them more valuable when it's uh, scarce. And, and the more there is of something, well, you know, prices start to come down. Well, everyone wants to wait for a spring market. You hear that 
constantly. But no, that, that's when most people traditionally put their houses out for sale. Right now, there's not a lot for sale. Uh, that means now is the best time to sell your house. It's one of the best times, and you're, you usually end up making more money because there's nothing else around. I know people are, gone. People are leaving Toronto. I mean, we're yep. selling. Some people are moving up in Toronto where they find out they're working at home and they don't have enough mm-hmm. home for an office. Or people right. say, you know, I don't need this anymore. I'm moving to Allison. Right. I'm moving That's to Cookville. Right. I'm moving to Hamilton. Okay, not Hamilton. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, okay. Speaking of people using realtors to move their items, I, I was at a, or I had a fella come to me a couple, about a year and a half ago. And one of right. the real the, the kids wanted to divest of the parents' stuff. So they said, just get rid of it, clean the house out. So what they did That's before it. they brought yep. the dumpster, they actually put a, um, uh, they, they did a charity thing where yep. they said, mm-hmm. come in and just give a donation charity for whatever you want. Right. So the right. gentleman came to me with a 1936 NHL playoff program, which he, he donated a dollar for that. Yeah. And I paid him $300. So. If nothing else, even if you're going to propose and do something like that, get Paul or you through quickly and sweep the really good stuff because you're not even doing the charity any favor. They got a dollar. A I dollar, saw that right. someone for four hundred, and uh, this gentleman put two hundred ninety nine profit in his pocket. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you imagine how much stuff has ended up in the landfill over the years? Unbelievable stuff, right? Can you imagine? So yes, well, definitely. Uh, I'm going to give out my number. Uh, I can be reached. Anytime, even during the holidays, uh, it's Rick DeBacco from Royal Page Real Estate Professionals. Uh, it can be reached at 416-258-3972. Rick, you know it's a holiday only if you're not working. That's right. You, you've got this wrong. You're doing this holiday thing wrong. If you're not working, you call it a holiday. If you're working, you can't call it a holiday. Just tell them to call you. Okay? All right. Fair enough. <laughs> you have Fair a great enough. Christmas, Rick. All the best. You too, guys. All the best, and I'll talk to you next Merry week. Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next week, guys. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks. Take care. We're going to go to Steve and Milton. He's got a Paul Henderson signed item. Oh, that's up to you. Okay. Hey, Steve, you there? I am. I am. I do have a Paul Henderson item, and uh, yes, I had to call in since I heard that you guys mocked Milton a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. <laughs> what? We love. We love Milton. Yeah, me too. A great me place. Too. I mean, it's on your way to a lot of other places when you go through Milton. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yes, I used to work at Eaton's years ago at the Eaton Center store, and Paul Henderson was doing an autograph session. They were promoting some uh, Christmas ornaments. So as a as an employee there uh, in the fixtures department, I grabbed a poster that advertised his uh, autograph session, and I got him to sign it for me. So is it a thicker poster? It's like on thicker stock, like cardboard that hung in the store? It's a thicker stock that would have been displayed at the Eaton stores. Yes. Yeah. So okay, so that, that's a little better than just a normal... Like, Henderson's been a prolific signer yeah. for a long time. I mean, a nice guy. Since, a nice guy, religious yeah. man, yeah. Very, very real gentleman. Anyway, so since 72, he's been bothered every five minutes for an yeah. autograph. And he's, he's signed a lot, and he's done a number of shows. But the fact that you have it on a point-of-sale piece from him yeah. appearing makes it better. So... That poster's probably worth fifty to seventy-five dollars, whereas a lot of things that are signed are worth a dollar. Henderson's autographs on it makes it worth twenty-five. This makes your item worth a hundred dollars, so it's probably around a hundred dollars. If it's got beautiful pictures or a picture of him scoring the goal that's on the poster as well, that would add more value. But it just depends if it's just written 
you know, details of his signing, you're probably more around the $100 range. Yes, it, it has that famous picture on the poster. And, uh, okay. Oh, well, that, that makes it worth more because now it's also a 72-related item as well. So yeah. you get people who want anything. I have a number of uh, customers of ours, and I have a big collection of 72 stuff. I mean, it was ranked the most Canadian. That and Vimy Ridge are the two most Canadian, uh, famous Canadian events in all of the 1900s. So yeah, they right. were ranked number two. I think Vimy Ridge was one, and that was number two. So it's something that's collected widely. In fact, around the world, a lot of people yeah. collect it, particularly because it was Cold War and we beat the Russians. So you got a nice piece there, you know, 100 to $200. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Well, you know something? Thanks, thanks for calling, Thank Steve. you. I'm going to say something, but when you've got a collectible that can be dated, like you just said, a store display that's 19, when it was, say it was 1979, right. all of a sudden... It's the provenance is there, but there's a lot of people have stuff at home. They he had a story. If that didn't wasn't like that, we want people to write on the back in pencil what the item is. Yeah, that, how they got that it. won't hurt it, or just put a post-it on it or something a if you can. Yeah, always on the back, never on the front. But a lot of people should be doing this. And For sure. as I say, you've got things around the house like you might have a bunch of framed medals from um, Uncle Albert. Right, and you should be putting what he did during the war. So that people can research it, or if, you, if it's going to be oh, sold, I use those notes. Yeah. We're buying vintage stuff all the time. It's the first thing we look at is the back. What details? How can this help us get provenance? Well, even if it's not going to be sold, you're going to pass it down the family. Well, Come everything on. eventually is probably sold if everything. it has value. Yeah. You know what? I have a, a great item I bought a while ago, and I believe I still have it. It just shows I have so much stuff. I can't. I don't know if I own it or not. But uh, it was. Uh, uh, skateboard demonstration, early 70s at Yorkdale Mall. Yeah. And it was signed by these legends of skateboarding from the early, and that's a really early item in sort yeah. of skateboarding, not for California, but for Toronto. It was yeah. somewhat early. And that's the type of item like this. It was a point of sale thing saying, coming next uh, Saturday, we've got all these famous skateboarders. And it's a big poster that hung at Yorkdale on cardboard. And it was signed by these uh, people, which I don't think they're autographs are worth a fortune, but for somebody who collects skateboard history or something, which people do collect that. There's people collecting. You know the snowboard? Yes. That was invented by a Canadian. Really? Yes. And his skateboards, this guy Willie, it's up from, he's now he's no longer He made with, skateboards before he made, he made snowboards. They're worth $5,000. Wow. Okay, he was a Canadian. Have you ever, I've never bought any valuable skateboards. He you? used to buy gold off me. I shouldn't, okay, he used to buy objects off me up in uh, near Aurelia. Okay. He'd drive down, but then a, he had a motorized skateboard, and he was driving around my the, the parking lot at around 60 miles an hour. This oh, guy nice. was 60. A nice guy. But quiet. But a lot of people don't believe This is a piece of Canadian history. They did an article in the Weekend Magazine about him, but more people should know about this. this is, our show is about giving people information. And if someone had more information with this guy, Willie, up there, you really want to hear about it. I'd like to hear about I it. I want to talk about some other Canadian history. Okay, 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 okay. The no, Jeans Boutique. No, no, give the phone number first. Phone numbers. Okay. Locally, call us at 416-360-0740. Out of town, 1-866-740-4740. Now, Cheese Boutique, which is our neighbor, we're at 26 Ripley. They're at 45 Ripley. Ripley. Ripley's oh. in... It's right at the Queensway and South Kingsway, right there, right next to the Gardner Expressway. 
sells the Tobacco. You need you GPS to find it. No, not at all. It's an easy street to find. It is not. I've been there. Oh, you get lost. You can get lost going on your driveway. Okay, go so ahead. Anyways, this business has been around since 1970. They were on Bloor Street. I used to go there back in the day. In fact, we even bought stuff for a restaurant. We owned a restaurant in Bloor Street, yeah. not too far from them. But this is an iconic business. It's one of Toronto's most famous businesses, one of Canada's most famous. I mean, people come from all over for this place. It is so busy. Now they have to follow COVID protocol, but they have people out in the street helping people park. They, they've got, obviously, people at the door and all these safety items for people. But they're open. They're a grocery store. But the, the selection of items that they have. What do they sell the cheese boutique? Well, a lot of cheese. But not just cheese. They have baked goods. They have condiments. They have coffee, tea, truffles, foie gras. They have everything. The best meats. But the cheese is unbelievable. They have a vault there. They have the largest provolone in the world. Provolone log. Weighs 840 pounds. They have a, a big wheel of uh, Parmesan that's been aging since 2002. They're not letting anyone eat it? They are. That's how big it was. It's still around since 2002. These guys are unbelievable. And if you haven't been there, you're in for a great experience. If you go, anyone we talk to, we send them there, and they go, I never even knew this place was here. Now, people often say that when they come to our establishment, too. But this is an unbelievable place. Now, they do have Christmas hours. And you can also phone them to help pick an order, or you can go online, cheeseboutique.com. But there are hours this week because of the holidays. They're open um, until Thursday at 4 p.m., but they're closed, obviously, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. But it's a great place. Go in, buy some stuff. You heard it on Consignment Heroes, and you will not regret it. I'd like to get some testimonials of people calling in after they've been there. I'd like to get some of the cheese. Why are they paying you in cheese? Well, that I'm the longest cheese. That's the longest yes. I've had. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have cheese for breakfast, lunch, dinner. A good cheese uh, over toast. Just like, and you don't put it in the microwave. You let the toast, the heat of the toast, yeah. melt the cheese. We, they have a cheese master down there. I'm not going to listen to you. Okay. This guy's like the major D of cheese, the special cheese man there. You guys can get advice? It's the yeah. best. There's a half-hour video on their site where you can tour the store, and he'll tell you about all their cheeses. He did mention they have a $2,500 balsamic vinegar. I don't think I'm going to be buying that. So one. it's not it's the vinegar boutique. Where they, they have a lot of vineyards. They have 90 different kinds of mustard. You've never seen a place like this. Believe me. So it's, it's unbelievable. Boutique. So it's the cheese, mustard, no, it's a balsamic cheese boutique. vinegar okay. boutique. They, okay. They're not going to advertise anymore. Okay. You keep on this. It's we'll very talk about next week. All right. Okay. But we got some calls coming okay. in. We'll go to um, Carolyn and Halliburton, who has hundreds. Oh, we like that. Hundreds. Hundreds of baseball cards, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Are you there, Carolyn? I certainly am. It's actually my son-in-law that has the cards, and okay. uh, he's been collecting diligently. They're in boxes and in plastic sleeves, and I think in very good shape by your explanations of ratings and what i want to know is how we would get in touch with you so you could see them because obviously you can't make any sort of judgments until you see them where is he located is he in Halliburton as well no he's in bowmanville okay bowmanville Bowmanville i go i go to ajax on a regular basis i can if they're not too much you don't either bring them to our store but it sounds like it's a lot um i can see more in 10 minutes um and make an assertion that way yeah so if he has quite a few 60s, that would be worth your trip. Because yeah. 60s are probably, there are 
certain cards in the 70s, but the 60s is where you get much higher value. Now, does he have any unopened boxes or packs? You don't know. Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I've seen these boxes. They're long sleeves and everything is sort of labeled so, and so on. So and I understand take- he's got full sets. It was just a recent conversation. He's expressed right. a desire to sell them, and I immediately thought of you folks. So that's well, why the phone on, call today. Pass on Paul's number to him. Tell him to call yeah. Paul, and Paul will get it all arranged. Might be able to do it this week, but if not, shortly after Christmas, right? Or stay on the line, and Duncan will get your information. He's the producer, very good producer. Uh, okay. Brandon's sick right Actually, now. So. I would really like to talk to Paul as well because I've been to your store and Paul, you actually still have a few things of mine. You had sold some things for me and okay. in COVID, I haven't been chasing it up. So, so do you have I Paul's would... cell number? Pardon? You have Paul's cell phone number? No, I don't think I do. 647 847 298 298 8989. Those two things you can do here. Um, you can send me pictures to this cell number, or you can call me anytime. But I have to be in the store. If it's something we had got from you and we're selling, I'd have to go. I only have our, my information yeah. there. So you two will get together. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. My my focus today was the cards, and then I yeah. thought I'd follow up on the other things as well. We so appreciate the, the call. You have a great Christmas holiday. Thank you very much, and I'll give Paul a call. And uh, Merry Perfect. Christmas to you all as well. Thank Stay you. Stay safe. The numbers, again, are 416-360-0740, out of town, 1-866-740-4740, or text me at 416-580-9256. We'll go to break, and we've got a few more calls to go to. And gold and silver. Prices gold and silver. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction held every month is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. And then I look up. We're back. Music's still on. Yeah, we're back live from the laundry room. Ben Pye, I'm Paul Kenny. Ben Pye from Glory Days on Ripley Avenue. And Paul Kenny from Consignment Heroes, 10341 Young. Later on, we're going to have gold and silver prices. Well, we got a good lead into that. Vince from Oshawa, I would like to talk about gold and silver. Well, that's of course. Thank you. How are you? Radio hey, on. Vince, how you doing? Pretty good. Listen, uh, I apologize. I'm a contractor by trade, and uh, I do a lot of rentals and demolitions, right? And you don't I need have... to apologize for that. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, and I've come across a few different items in the past, but that's not what I'm concerned about. But my curiosity is this. The guy owns a house. 
I go in, tear it down, right, for them, do all the work, and let's just say I stumble across a brick of gold, just, just to say, right? Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, I got to give that back to them, right? I can't take that, right? Um, Unless you buy the house. Well, no, okay, yeah, here's I, how we do it. Okay, when we're doing a house and downsizing, we do give it back because we get a percentage of it, okay? There was a person right. with 132 ounces of gold in Hamilton found in the furnace. Not by the first person bought it, but the second or third person. But in if the house, uh, this is a moral thing, I guess, but if you bought the house for it, if you're destroying and doing a service, you're going to throw it out. You should, if there was brass or something, you would be scrapping it, right? I would assume, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with us, see, we have a different thing because we're going in, we're actually trying to get the most value. So, I mean. So you're we, helping them stage often, right? Yeah. Clear out stage. So you have to tell them in that case what you found yeah. in there. Like, But they will give you a cut if you sell it, correct? Oh, yeah. Now, another case which has happened, and gentlemen, they were having a yard sale. And this is kind of like, your, I know your demolition and stuff, but they sold a suit for 35, 1937. Hundred dollar bills in the breast pocket of the suit that they sold for seventy five dollars. Well, the person who bought the suit kept and said those, those bills, and I actually gave them a lot more because they were in really good shape. If you found gold or silver during demolition, and there was also the other thing, do you give it to the person who used to own the house, or if you're demolishing demolishing the house, do you give it to the person who newly bought the house? I'm just saying there's a lot of different things. This is more lawyer speak than me, okay? Well, what about one more question then? So I have yes. a lot of friends that are um, superintendents in uh, condos and built like rentals, right? That, mm-hmm. you know, say a guy's down to his luck and gets booted out, right? They go in and they throw everything out on the curb, right? Like they just yeah. take everything out. But these guys, when they're cleaning and doing the job, again, sometimes they stumble. I collect slot cars. I've been collecting slot cars since I was six years old in Lego. So I, like, I've, Stuff that I usually, you know, I, I, it's very, I'm passionate about it, right? So sometimes these guys will call me up and say, hey, listen, uh, such and such got thrown out of this unit and we found this, this, and this. And again, I'm at the, uh, it, not that I'm a really moral guy, don't get me wrong, but there's a conundrum because sometimes they'll turn around and they'll they give me stuff that's like really, really expensive for next to nothing. Then I got to ask myself, like, like, will I get in trouble if the guy turns around and says, hey, all my stuff was thrown out, but there was such and such inside there? Like, that's where I'm coming at. I've had it happen a number of times to me where I've bought items totally innocently, more sports right. memorabilia, and I get a call from the police. In fact, uh, there were some people that contacted us when the Gretzky stuff yeah. was gone. And uh, yeah. and I may know some of the people who actually bought that who have all been in contact with the police now. So in those situations, if the, if the real owner can prove somehow that it was taken from them illegally, whether he says it was stolen or they shouldn't have got that. Now, he's got to prove his case. But if they do, they will come and take that item from you. And then, uh, or if you've sold it, they'll want to know where you, who you sold it to. But the last person holding it is the person who's probably going to lose the value if it yeah. ends up being a stolen item. Then it's a question right. of whether you can go back to whoever you paid to get the money back. So it's a fine yeah. line there. But, I mean, us, I think... that's the curb. that's the curb. that's the curb, that's fine. Yeah, now, and I, in case you hadn't noticed, I did 72 episodes of Storage Wars where we bought people's stuff that they left behind. Yeah, mattresses. Mattresses. But some stuff has good did stuff. Did you find anything in a mattress? Yes. 
Don't you watch the show? One episode. That was enough. I don't need 72 well, a year. Well, that's what I was going to ask Kenny. That, that, that's the thing. Like, I've seen your show. I, I, I love Storage Wars, Pawn Stars, all that stuff, right? And that's the other thing. So if I left the storage locker full of whatever, yeah. I've I defaulted on it. And now you like the uh, store. The, so does the storage company now own everything that's in there once it's defaulted, and they can't come back after you? Like, no. I'm sure you must have found some good stuff. There are laws that what happens is, say, I buy they, the the person who owes for the locker owes um, two thousand dollars, and I buy for three thousand. They take their two thousand plus whatever fees they do, and they're supposed to give the locker owner the extra money. Okay. As a credit against what COs or potentially some yeah. cash on top. We bought a locker. Um, no, I didn't buy the locker. Someone found the locker. They bought for $2,000. I paid $20,000 for what was inside the locker. And we got about $100,000 worth of it. was all comics and stuff. Okay. So the person who shouldn't have put in that kind of an auction, number one, um, the person who bought that for stuff, I think they passed on. So... The estate didn't take care of it right. That's why we deal with lawyers. We deal with probate. We do. We, we follow the law completely all the time. In your thing there, when you find something that's in a house, like I said, is when you're demolishing the house, you're supposed to demolish it and it's supposed to be all that's left is a lot ready for them to sell. You're in charge of getting rid of everything. What you get for it is what you get for it. But I would talk to a lawyer if it end up being a large amount. If you found right, like right. $100,000 worth of gold, I would talk to a lawyer and make sure you're covered. Okay? Yeah. I'm not All sure right, well, how the laws go that way. We well, the one thing is in lockers, when they say, like, if that's all written. That's a contract yeah, that's yeah, signed. Yeah. When you do a house, often there's not a 30-page contract you sign, no. right? So it's a little bit uh, more dicey, and you should get some advice if it's a large amount of money. Yeah. But like I say, okay. when we go into a house, we are obligated. If we find twenty thousand dollars in gold, we put, we turn it up. We found cash. We found cash. You know, it's not unusual to find a ten thousand dollars in the books or stashed away in a place. We we go and find a hollow spot. One lady found ten thousand dollars worth of comics next to a fireplace, and the reason she got tipped off because when she would walk by, hit a floorboard. There was a little toy in there that would turn on after 20 years. <coughs> and she said something. She thought it was a mouse or a rat or something. Ended up being $10,000 in comic books. Okay? In the way since 1970. So definitely get some professional advice if you have a big hit. But if you find other items you're interested in selling them, Paul and I would be interested yeah. in buying items off you. So we have a lot of people that do businesses similar to you, contractors that find stuff and so uh, give us a call. There's even the show on TV, Salvage Kings, where they actually find stuff on salvage. Shark, do not promote other TV shows. I'm what? not here. You're not on TV. <laughs> okay. Take the break. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for the call, and I hope we helped a little bit. Your show got canceled. You know that, right? No. Okay. So we're going to give gold and silver prices. This is one thing. Get a piece of paper. Get a pen. Get it ready. Ten karat gold. Gold up a little bit this week. Gold is twenty, uh, almost twenty four hundred dollars Canadian per ounce, and silver is thirty three dollars. Ten grand. Now this is uh, get one of those little garden little scales from a big box store. Don't buy it from Amazon. 
buy it from Canadian Tire or buy it from uh, Home Hardware, buy it from a Canadian company. They cost about $10. You get your little gram scale, tell you what your stuff weighs. If you've got one gram of 10 karat gold, it's $27. Gives you 100 grams, it's $2,700. You have 14 karat gold, it's $3,780 per gram. Have 100 grams, guess what? $3,780. 18 karat gold is $4,861 per gram. Now, the other guys, especially these other places who say that we pay the most, they, some people actually mention my prices and they tell them that I don't pay this much. This is what I pay. It's worth more than this. 18, 22 karat gold, 59.41. Silver dollars or four quarters or 10 dimes is 16.62 per dollar. <coughs> and so if you have $100, I'm giving you $1,662. Okay. Sterling, around 70 odd to 77 cents a gram. So if you've got a, uh, uh, flatware set you're not using or a tea set that's never going to have tea in it ever again. And, it happened. and we also buy silver plate. Now, one is there are a lot of people bringing in the silver plate that's got saran wrap on it so it wouldn't tarnish. So that's just unbelievable damage to if the item was a good item that you wanted to use again, you should take that saran wrap off right away. But we also buy silver plate. That was the stuff you got when you got married in 1962. And everyone gave you a tea set. And you're probably the only guy doing that. I'm not aware of anyone else. No, we're the only guys plate. in Canada. We're the yes. only guys in Canada buying silver plate. But this is a tea set you bought in 1962 from Cousin Arthur. Right. He brings it in. You put it in a closet until Cousin Arthur comes over. Then you have to take it out of the closet, clean it up, show him how much you liked it. And when Cousin Arthur goes, you put it back in the closet, never to be used. And again. when Arthur really goes, then you sell it. Then you sell it. Okay. <laughs> Silver plate. That's how we, we're buying silver plate. We had a lady one day. Now, before. nobody's going to get rich on that, but you do get something for it. At well, least. one person And did. it's recycling it, essentially, so it's good for the environment. Well, no, but one person brought in nine boxes. I think nine or seven boxes of silver plate. What'd they get? Uh, about 7,000, because it was sterling. Oh, sterling. You said silver plate. She oh. thought it was silver oh, okay. plate. Sorry. I told her uh, it was sterling. You're a lovely man. I know. This was a nice thing. But that's <laughs> why. This is what we do. We tell people. One of every three lots of costume jewelry that comes into our store has got gold and silver in it. And they don't buy it. One time, we also do the stuff for the charities. They get it in. People just drop it off. And the charity will sell a $200 piece of gold for $10 because they don't look at it. We look at it. We go through it. And the charities, well, we had a piece yesterday you and I partnered up on, a sterling yeah. piece couldn't find sterling on anywhere. You finally found it under yes. a little rim in some innocuous spot. But anyone else had that? That would have been sold off for $10. $10. And what's it worth, do you think? Probably $700 dollars $720. Yeah. So that's something that definitely, if someone came into your shop, you would have paid them $500 or $550 yeah. for, right? And they would have got $10 anyway. If they came to me, they would have got $10. Because I couldn't identify the sterling. No, no. But that's the that's what we do. That is what we're, our, we're professionals. Okay, plus your coins and stuff, but <laughs> the costumes, I'm surprised and more the charities or the churches. Well, the churches aren't having the bazaars anymore. Right. So there's a lot of stuff sitting there ready to move. Yeah, and we should go through it. If you're going to give it in, and cups and saucers. <clears throat> Excuse me, last week we had a cup and saucer, and I told you, sold $4,600. That's one cup and one saucer. They both matched, 
Okay, but 46 is a lot for a you, couple times. You know, these church bazaars, and we've talked about this before, and people say, well, I'm going to give this jewelry, I'd rather give the church, they get the money. They let these pros in first, these jeweler yeah. guys that pay them low money, so they're not even getting, you'd be better to sell the jewelry to you, you appraise it, you identify value, you give them a good percentage, and then donate that to the church, because yeah. people think when they give it to the church, they get all that money. No, they, they have friends that come in early. I've been to these... Yeah. And I, I'm patiently in line, and I see dealers I know coming out or connected in there, and they it opens at 9, they were in there at 8 o'clock, and they're gone by 8.45. Well, yeah. any top gold jewelry in there has already left the premises. No, well, some of them, because these guys are no, but it, they, so smart. No, but they do identify. They're not oh. leaving empty-handed. I see no. them going out with bags of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like I said, this is important. I think that they allow us to go through it. And we'll give it back to them, but look at some of the valuable pieces are. For sure. <coughs> the right. rest of the stuff they can give the family or whatever if they wanted to. But like the lower value, but they may as well get their money out of the high value stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, no charity will ever turn down money. No. <coughs> it's better to give them thousands of dollars than just for a little bit. Now, we're also going to go through uh, the curbside pickup. Okay, your place, 26 Ripley. 26 Ripley. Just down the street from the Cheese Boutique. Call me at 416-580-9256. Email me at pyman, P-Y-E-M-A-N, at simpatico.ca, and tell me what you're interested in. We'll get you back a list. We'll do photos. We'll give you prices if you're interested in, a, like, a really unique gift for a family friend or something like that. We have it. If there's enough time in the show, maybe I'll give my numbers, too. No, no, we're done now, but everyone have a Merry Christmas. No, no, we got three minutes. Okay. 905-737-4653. You want to make an appointment for curbside pickup? or curbside delivery. If you want to get something sold, call us. <coughs> We're at 10,341 Young Street. You can mail it to us. If you call that number, 905-737-4653. Are you insured if they send yes, us the mail? Yes, uh, you got to tell us. That's why you have to call, and we may call the arrangements for it. Right. So we have uh, curbside. Now, if you want gold and silver, our prices are slightly less than our neighbors. I mean, A lot less. A lot less. But I'm just saying, and we pay a lot more. My right. neighbor's actually not bad. He's left. Well, I sell my gold and silver to you. <laughs> You're cheap. Okay. But we also have we're, those nice. other places down on Bathurst and uh, these other guys who advertise a whole lot. I guarantee to pay more than they do. Okay. Yeah. I've been to their shops where I did secret shopping. They were paying me 1500 for $2,600 of gold and silver. And we, we didn't get a chance to talk about auctions today. We bought auctions and how much you should... I want to mention one thing. A Ty Cobb photo okay. went for over half a million dollars. Now, that's something that somebody could have. Like, maybe not be Ty Cobb, but it could be Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth. Because they came up here. They barnstormed yeah. and things. Just a photo from back half in the a- 20s, over half a million. Broke the record for uh, a photo of that type. So they should be calling us. I mean, there's a lot of things... It, it, it could be a military photo. could be worth... Hundred thousand oh, yeah. dollars if you had something really like amazing. Well, this is a new field as well. Uh, two years ago, this wouldn't people have gone. didn't talk about photos so much. It would have went for ten thousand dollars, <laughs> but it's taken off now. And this is one, or the Gretzky, or the the unopened packs. So people worked at Bempo or Parker. Well, you know what's the thing you and I can do, and what's really become big in photos. And I know we only have a second here. Is that now people have the ability to date the photos a little better. And that's what really creates the value, because, sure, you can buy a baby, you can go to a flea market and find Babe Ruth photos for a dollar. The yeah. guy's knocking them off, making them for 20 cents, and has thousands of them. 
you have to identify as being vintage, and we can help people with that to determine. Especially if they're right on the back what it is. Okay, Christmas. We want to give all, we wish all our listeners a good Christmas, a Merry Christmas. And a safe Christmas. And a safe Christmas. And, and I still shop local. they got four and a half days to do it. Shop local. You can pick up from Glenn or anyone else. It's, it's shop local. You got a chance of buying on Amazon. Spend an extra minute to see if your neighbor is selling you the same product and can get it to you the same way. And I guarantee that dollar you give your neighbor, and if he's doing the same thing, he knows his neighbor bought them, they're going to want to have, they're going to spend on neighbor. I know we're going over, but this is, I want to wish everyone a happy and Merry Christmas. And, and we're going to talk to him before New Year's, so yeah. we can save that. But Merry Christmas, stay safe. Wear a mask. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.